Football is here, and what pairs better with football than wings? East Coast Wings and Grill has America's best wings with 50 flavors to choose from, like their fan favorites, Honey Barbecue, Raging Ranch, Teriyaki Ginger, Caribbean, and so much more. Mix any flavor with one of their seven heat indexes to get the perfect heat for you. Also try their Angus Beef Burgers, like the mac and cheese burger topped with onion rings. Visit EastCoastWings.com for a full menu. East Coast Wings and Grill, 19399 Forest Road in Lynchburg. Young adults face unique stresses and challenges more than ever. That's why the Forest Youth Athletic Association's mission is providing a safe arena where growing children can learn the rules and values that come from athletic competition. FYAA sports like wiffle ball, t-ball, baseball, softball, lacrosse, soccer, football, flag football, basketball, and cheer foster a culture of fair play and sportsmanship while developing skills and character that last beyond playing the game. Visit forestyouth.org to register for a sport or to share your time and resources. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Trost Law. Switch, there's not much distance. The teams actually have to move for that, as the ball is spotted at the Amherst 44-yard line for the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers. And the visiting JF Cavaliers have a 35-7 lead here at Amherst County High School. They'll now work. JF will to the south end zone from left to right. Snap this time, it's a handoff and it's a give and it looked like it was Solomon Alexis getting his first carry of the night. He did and gains about a yard down to the 43. Short, short gain right there, setting up third down and about three long four right here for the Cavaliers. Again, front line of the Lancers. Those guys have not been able to come off the blocks right there and that is what has allowed the Cavaliers to run the football and control the line of scrimmage. When you control the line of scrimmage, uh, you're going to win football games nine out of nine times probably. We can nitpick and say the ball was moved from the 43 to the 44, but this is a four-touchdown game for JF. There's not much nitpicking they will do. And a handoff to Ethan Boone, churns his legs inside the 40 for what might be a fourth first down. Might is the emphasis because a flag came in the neighborhood of a hold and the referee is signaling that's what it will be. And now our head referee confirms that and it will back JF up to third and long. Yeah, umpire right there in the middle of the pile. He had that, that through, that flag came out quick right there. He was watching and he called that cold quick. Almost about the same time the running back was hitting the line of scrimmage. I saw the flag come in on that uh, for that hold 10 yard penalty. So 53 seconds into the fourth quarter, Jefferson Forest, they're going to have their work cut out for them now if they want to get a first down as this ball gets moved back to the Lancer 40, the Cavalier 46, rather. And it'll be first, third down, and we'll call it 14 coming up for JF based on the spot of that infraction. Well, JF has had only a handful of penalties tonight, but this one right here is a big one, putting them in third and long. Instead of third and three, now we're looking at about third and 13. Third down and they'll say 14 as they'll spot it now and set it at the 46 just inside to the middle of the field from the right hash mark. That's the one closer to the Amherst bench. Shotgun snap, Bell looks right, fires. It's called stopping at about the 40-yard line is Jamarcus Johnson. A late flag comes in there as well. Now a second flag as another referee decided just to get it on the fun, even though the Back judge clearly saw it was a late hit out of bounds, and that looks like a frustration play from Oliver Felix, the junior defensive lineman for 
Amherst and frustration boiling in part because that was a third down stop and looked like a relatively easy pitching catch from Josiah Bell to Jamarcus Johnson. Well, that was a great route right there. It was it was about a 12-yard comeback route to the uh, to the outside, and it was perfect time throw right there. Jamarcus Johnson made a great catch. He turned to the outside, was getting close to the sticks, and basically went out of bounds, and then came the late hit. Big mistake right there, costing the Lancers uh, a lot of penalties and a lot of yards. It is, because JF now, they're well within the field goal range if they wanted to attempt that from Cam McClendon. As the ball is spotted on the right hash mark at the 25 after the 15-yard personal foul late hit penalty on Felix from Amherst. Bell working out of the shotgun. It's a handoff, and it's Williams spins out of a tackle at the 20, and then he's backing his way down from the 17 to about the 16 before he's brought down on a lateral side-to-sideline tackle. But a gain of nine and a half, second and inches coming up for JF. Yeah, we call we just call that rocket up the middle because it, it's the rocket motion, which looks like it could be the rocket sweep, but then taking the handoff, you cut it right up the middle. Huge nine-yard gain right there, putting them in second and one right here in the red zone now for the Cavaliers. Boone moves from behind to the left of Josiah Bell and gets the handoff. He's got the first down inside the 15. He's hit and brought down at about the 13 but he gained about three. It's enough for a first down after Datavia Stapleton made the stop for the Lancers. Well, great job right there. And I tell you, another key to the Cavaliers and what they've been doing as they are working their way, they're nine minutes and 35 seconds away from being 9-0. and They have done a great job securing the football. We have not seen them put it on the turf now. Probably for three or four games, I think. JF, they're in control of this one up 35-7. First down and 10 from the 13. Pitch left side, Williams. Stiff arms a man at the 10, tries to break another tackle. He doesn't fully do it, but the tackler over on the far sideline for Amherst just grabbed him by the jersey and slung him down as that was DeMonte Mosby. But Johnson was so elusive on that run. Excuse me, Williams was so elusive on that run that just by virtue of his power and slipperiness, Mosby had to hold on to the jersey, flung him down, and there were three extra yards that JF got because of that. Yeah, he did. He basically flung him around in a circle and th- threw him forward for about three more yards right there. So that was a that was a run of seven yards uh, when it should have been down at a, only about three or four. Josiah Bell to work out of the shotgun. Second down and three from the Lancer seven. Cavaliers can get a first down at the four. Give Boone left side, stiff arms a man at the five, hits a tackler, breaks a tackler, and then into the impact church end zone for the touchdown. Ethan Boone using some power for JF. He gets in on the fun and makes it 41 to seven. Wow, great run right there by Ethan Boone. Again, you know, he, he's really just kind of a, he, he's kind of the backup fullback behind Wrigley Cowling right there. And boy, when he gets the football, he, was hammering it right there. And, of course, he's a linebacker. He is a hard-nosed hitting kid, and he could run the football like a fullback, too. Great job right there scoring that touchdown. Flag came in, and it may impact where the extra point is attempted, unless Amherst would prefer to have this 
enforced on the kickoff if it's against JF. Touchdown is good. That's the initial signal from the referee, and it looks like they're going to signal an unsportsmanlike conduct against Jefferson Forrest as the referees will head over to the Amherst bench to see what Coach Moore and the Lancer staff would like to do, whether they want to enforce it on the PAT or the ensuing kickoff. Yeah, they're trying to sort all this out. Definitely unsportsman against somebody on the Cavaliers. And it appears the referees are signaling that this ball, this penalty will be enforced on the kickoff. So McClendon on to attempt the extra point. Well, we're going to break radio silence here with this kick. This this will lead to a running clock. It does lead to the coveted running clock. That's why I didn't say anything about the decision, Coach, as to whether or not Chris Moore of Amherst would enforce it on the PAT to make it more challenging for us to get to that coveted running clock, or if it would happen, a penalty gets enforced on the kickoff, which it does. We'll find out what that running clock looks like when we return. JF leading at Amherst, 42-7, to 8-24 to go in the fourth quarter of JF Cavalier Football, presented by TrostLaw.com. It seems like the cost of everything is on the rise, but Erie Insurance can help make sure your auto insurance premium isn't one of them. Avoid rate increases with Erie Rate Lock. Even if you have a claim, your rates won't go up until you change your car, driver, or address. Your local Erie agent is Andy Matthews Insurance Agency. Visit us at askandysagents.com. Erie Rate Lock is not available in all states. Other conditions and limitations at erieinsurance.com. Go to erieinsurance.com for company licensure and product details. Got a crack problem? You know the symptoms. Poor reaction time. Can't see straight. Endless financial mess. Apple Auto Glass knows cracks in your windshield lead to serious problems for you and everyone on the roads. So bring your car to Apple Auto Glass as soon as you see the crack. Apple Auto Glass is still locally owned on Allegheny Avenue in Lynchburg, so you'll speak with Harold, not Mystery Man from an 800 number. They'll handle insurance claims too. Apple Auto Glass, your local shop ensuring fast solutions to your windshield crack problems. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Trost Law. Sechi gets ready to kick it from the 25. Ball bounces off the chest of a Lancer defender. Now it's fallen onto the field turf, and it rolls out of bounds at about the 50-yard line. Amherst will retain possession on the fumble there. 8-19 to go, and that return kick was not returned for a touchdown. So for however fleeting this moment in time is, Coach, we have not seen very many situations in our tenure broadcasting Jefferson Forest Cavalier football where they get to be the beneficiary of the coveted running clock. I know thou shalt not covet, but, you know, sometimes you really do want something, and we finally get it here tonight. We have 8-16 and counting down in the fourth quarter because that running clock is, in effect, 42-7. to They say act like you've been in these moments before, but... We really haven't, so we're going to enjoy it for a quick second here uh, just because we haven't seen very many games like this. Snap this time, handoff, McPherson inside JF territory. He gets about five down to the 45. Yeah, good little inside run right there down to the 45-yard line. That's going to go ahead and set the Lancers up with second and five uh, with the clock counting right now. But, again, uh, no real uh, urgency right now by the – Sideline coaches to get them out of the huddle and get them lined up quickly to get the playoff. Not much as the clock says 730 and it's counting down here in the fourth quarter. 
Lancers trail 42-7, a handoff to Aaron Thomas now off the right side of the line. Gets past the 40 down to the 39. Lancers are getting sizable chunks right now. Um, people think prevent defense coach for pass. Is it possible also to have kind of a prevent defense for the run where you're just keeping things in front of you, especially when there's a running clock? And I would think the goal for JF now is get out of here as soon as possible and as healthy as possible. Yeah, no, they do. And they, there's no really need for a prevent. And I would – the score right now, um, not really a necessity to keep them out of the end zone. So they're going to stick with their base defense and just play regular solid defense right here. Snap is a little bit low. Wade picks it up off the turf, runs to his left. Stiff arms one man at the 40, and then he's out of bounds at the 37 Gain of about two from Devontae Wade, second and eight coming up for Amherst. Well, I tell you, that's a long way to run for two yards, but the snap was bad. It was basically on the at his feet right there, and he had a hard time scooping it up. And by the time he did, there was no handoff to the running back right there. And the defense kind of converged and flushed him out. And he used his speed and athleticism to even make anything positive out of that play. 42-7, JF the lead over Amherst. We have a running clock. It's at 6-10 to go in the fourth quarter. Handoff again to Thomas. Breaks a tackle at the 45. A good job he's doing. Fighting his way down from the 35, where he was hit initially, down to the 32. Three yards after contact. It'll be third and about three coming up for the Lancers. Yeah, third and three right there. That was a lot of good movement and moving the pile. Even after he was gotten hit a couple times, he kept his feet going. Great little solid run right there out of the Amherst running back. Amherst Lancers scored on the opening drive of the game, a 93-yard kick return to the two, and then a two-yard run. All that work was done by Devontae Wade to make it 7-0, but since then, it's been all Cavaliers. Wade runs into the teeth of this JF defense. He's hit at the 32. He's brought down back in the 35. Forward progress will give him a little bit. Sam Hammersmith and Ethan Boone were both in on that stop, and JF forces a fourth down for Amherst with 5.15 to go. And if the Lancers don't convert here, this might be the last time we see the ball because the JF Cavaliers, or they see the ball, because the JF Cavaliers' offensive line, they have been in control throughout. Yeah, read option right there by Wade. And after he pulled it, he tried to come down the line, but there was just too much penetration and the defensive end waiting there to grab him. This time, a pitch over to the right side. Thomas grabs it, 35 to the 30. It will depend on the spot, but it looks like he's going to be over the half yard shy of the first down. Referees signal the 30. JF should take over with 4.43 to go in the fourth quarter, and the referees concur with that as well. So units will switch off the field in the JF offense, which has been stellar so far. They call it a four-minute offense, although with the aid of the running clock, we could just call it a four-minute and 43-second offense as JF might be in position to ice this game away. Well, and they are, and I'm seeing a lot of different jersey numbers showing up out there in the huddle right now. So he has gone full platoon and, and getting people rotated in right here with that second-team offense getting ready to come out of the field. There's an injured Lancer down on the far side, hash marks. We will assess the situation when we return. 42-7, to JF with the lead and the ball. First and 10 coming up from their own 30 with 4.43 left in the fourth quarter of Jefferson Forest Cavalier football presented by TrostLaw.com. The Lynchburg Regional Airport is going strong. For many years now, Lynchburg's low fares have been among the most competitive in the area. And our conveniently scheduled flights offer easy connections on American Airlines through Charlotte to over 170 nonstop destinations worldwide. So check the great round-trip airfares currently being offered by visiting FlyLYH.com today and click Book Now. 
Prices are subject to change without notice and certain restrictions apply. Advanced purchase is required and availability is limited. Flying is so much easier. Check Lynchburg first. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on Virginia's talk station, WIQO Forest, 100.9 FM. After the turnover on downs, it's a handoff. This is all the second string unit for JF. And perhaps it showed there it's a loss of two. Second string offensive lineman, second string running back, and even second string quarterback Dylan Marks, although he will see time at wide receiver in regular play. He's the backup quarterback, and he took the snap there. And for JF, it's more about getting that clock back to moving as it's now going to approach the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter. JF comfortably ahead and on their way to a 9-0 record at 42-7 they lead. Marks getting ready for the shotgun snap. There's a man in motion. It's a pitch to Wood. Stops to turn the corner at the 25. At the 30, off the right side between the numbers and the sideline. And he gets tackled around the 35 in front of the Amherst bench. And it's a gain of about seven. Second and four. Third and four, excuse me, coming up for JF. Yeah, a little rocket sweep right there. Good job being able to get to the outside. Even second team guys did a good job getting their blocks and giving an opportunity right there for the running back to have a chance to get some good positive yards on that. Shotgun snap on the way to Dylan Marks. Another man in motion, pitch over to the far side, and it's Gregory turning the corner, 35, first down, 40, 45, past midfield. He's tripped up in Lancer territory around the 45. Second team offense running the rocket sweep to perfection on that right there, blocking to that left side. Slot receiver is able to block the safety. Uh, number one receiver on the corner. Running fullback lead blocker picking up the extra linebacker coming over. Great job blocking and making plays for the running back to get a huge first down. First and 10, JF Lancer 45. They're going with a decent amount of tempo or the Cavaliers. A lot of this is because it's all second stringers into the game right now. As the backup quarterback, Marks, pitches it over to the right side. Turning the corner, Bryce Wood. Has it at the 40 of Amherst, brought down on the near side line around the 35-yard line, depending on where the spot is. They'll say about the 37, somewhere in that neighborhood, the 37 to the 35 of Amherst, and JF will have it. And as the referees sort it out, um, you made a great point earlier, Coach. This is a more, uh, how shall we say this, conservative version of the running clock here at Amherst than what we saw a couple of weeks ago against Liberty. Well, it is, it is, but uh, good good part for the JF second teamers to get out on the field right here and make some plays. Again, you got some senior guys that, uh, you know, work hard, and this is their chance to, to get out on the field. And great job by Bryce Wood right there, running hard, number 28. Had a great run, but all of it was negated with the penalty of the hold that was called by the officials. So it'll be first down and 20 for JF. Keeper marks past the 50. He's tripped up there, but he lunges to the Lancer 48. Gets a couple of extra yards, and the clock shows two minutes and inside of that in the fourth quarter. And we need to remind you, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning, which is why a term life insurance policy from the Andy Matthews Insurance Agency is something you should consider off Business 29 in Madison Heights in Timberlake Road in Lynchburg. Two receivers for JF. Marks to work out of the shotgun. Snap, 
pitch over to the left side. Gregory turning the corner, 50-yard line. He slung into the Lancer bench at the, the 45 of Amherst. Back to the original line of scrimmage. It's third and long, but more for JF. It's just a couple more downs to get a couple more reps before the clock hits triple zeros. Well, they're looking at probably about two more snaps. Should finish up this game right here uh, for the Cavaliers to go ahead and uh, get out of town and move their record to an awesome 9-0 for the season. Ball spotted on the left dash mark at the Lancer, 46, third and 11. Marks fakes the pitch, keeps it himself, 45. Carries defenders inside the 40 down to the 38-yard line. The helmet came off of one of the Amherst Lancers. It looked like it popped off of Samari Thompson, who's been on the stops a couple of times, including that one most recently for Amherst. So he will have to leave the field for what's probably the final play of the game. Game clock, 30 seconds. Play clock, 26. So the Cavaliers will have to snap this ball one more time here on fourth down. Yeah, this play right here should finish up even based on them not getting a first down. And they pitch it over to the right side, stopping Wood. 40 turns the corner, 35. He's got the first down. He's pushed into the Ammer sideline with five seconds, and the clock will wind down to zeros. And the JF Cavaliers win 42-7 to and improve to 9-0 and on this season. 6-0 and in the Seminole District play. They send Amherst to a two and six mark, two and seven mark, zero oh and six in Seminole District action as the Cavaliers get the forty-two to seven victory in a dominant performance after the early game struggles. Yeah, no, no letdown whatsoever. I thought again, uh, solid game offensively, defensively. Yeah, they gave up the the big opening kickoff return, but other than that, it was just solid. 2003 season Cavalier football, and the stats are going to show that what Josiah Bell did throwing the football tonight. Uh, his pass percentage, uh, I think, from what I can remember, maybe around 100%. Yeah, he was great throwing the ball. It was like five of five completion, so it's not like he took it to the air a lot, but it was strategic, it was well designed. Only one of those looked off, and even then, it was a good adjustment by Cameron Parker to bend his way back to the ball and make a reception uh, earlier in this game. Obviously earlier in the game because the game is final, so everything was earlier in the game. When we return, we'll fully run down what happened in this game. Ty Tracy will have some scores for you. and Coach Kennedy and I will look ahead to the big showdown next week atop the Seminole District. All of that still to come. This is Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com with 